uh, I joke around, but you know how many people want my job? <laughs> like, you know how many people want my assistant coach's jobs uh-huh. and my analyst jobs and the, and the QB and the GA's jobs? So don't complain about what we do. You're blessed. There's a lot of negative of it, yes. But do you know how many people want to be a college football coach? I literally spent nine years of my life doing anything <laughs> to become a copy boy. So don't give, me, don't give me the, oh, it's hard to be a college coach right now. Yeah, it's hard. Then quit. DJ and PK brought to you apart by Teton Wealth. Ethan Millard with Teton Wealth will be live in studio with Hans and Scotty G Monday to help you with your retirement plan. Tune in or visit retiredteton.com. That was funny. Who was that, PK? Your favorite. I refer to him as Frank Jr. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be Frank Cush Jr. if not following along. You don't know about that. Check out how much football, how much winning football was played at Arizona State in the 60s and 70s with Frank Cush. In half of the 80s. Yeah. Frank Cush. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Frank Cush. He made it halfway through the 80s? I thought he was gone in like 80, 81 oh, no, right. or something he, like that. He was gone in Oh, he was gone in the 70s. 80. Okay, But, yeah. I mean, they were still They good. kept winning after him. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. He was, but, man, those, when Frank Cush was prowling the sideline, ASU was looking yeah, at, they were the cats looking at me 10, out. 10 wins or more. Yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. They had it going on big time. And, uh, yeah, that's his... Uh, Someone that he would enjoy him having being coached there, uh, Kenny Dillingham, all of 34 years old, uh, trying to rebuild the thing that uh, the great Herm Edwards destroyed. And uh, so he's got a shot. He's got a shot at rebuilding it. And a uh, big season coming up if they could find a way because the class of 25 in the state is really, really good from what I understand. The guys have told me. And if he can have some success and, and, and get some of these kids, he'd be on his way. But anyway, he's talking about all this stuff's going on because we've seen a number of coaches now leave to go to the NFL or what have you. And uh, so he didn't want to hear it. And that's, that's the reality of the situation. If you don't like it, get out, quit because this is the way where it's going to be. If you can get out and make more money and go coach in the pros, which you can't good for you, unless you're a head coach. And I don't even know that that's the case. Coordinator to coordinator. Do college coordinators make more than pro coordinators? Well, a lot of coordinators, including here in our community, are making seven figures. Yeah. I haven't seen what pro coordinators make. But if you want to go for less, go for less. And you got to assume that uh, leaving UCLA to be a coordinator, and that's not going to the pros. Well, kind of, if you want to make an Ohio State joke. But that uh, he took a pay cut. But whatever. Do whatever you want. But don't complain about it. That's right. his point. Right. Because yeah, it's not changing. It's not going back. It's gone. Goodbye. That was then. This is now. Yeah. Don't confuse the two. Right. It needs modification, but I don't see anybody jumping on board to modify it. Modification will come slowly, eventually, at some point. But for now, this is what you got to deal with, and you got to win. And if he, if you work nine years to get somewhere, you don't want someone who's disinterested in whining wrecking it for you. I mean, he needs his coordinators and assistants going all out, so he doesn't want to hear any complaining about how hard it is. Well, well it's uh, Whittingham said this. There's no point in complaining about it because if you want to win and everybody wants to win, this is what you need to do. And that's that's the way it is. 
this is what you need to do. And I get what Saban's talking about. And I'm quoting for him. We've gone to nobody talking about education, nobody talking about creating value for the future, to talking about only about how much money I can make while I'm in college. I think the consequences of this could come down the road when some of these guys get 28 or 29 years old and maybe they didn't prepare themselves for when they can't play football anymore. This is what you should do when you go to college. Okay, but that was still, that really hasn't changed that much. This has been going on for a long time. If you had some bogus degree and you were just taking classes to maintain eligibility, we've seen that. Was it, who was it? Was it Dwight Feeney? Somebody who, I don't remember who it was, but they basically couldn't read and they were in the NFL. Remember that story? I do. I don't know who it yeah. was. But that's been every decade at every school. Right. There's heartbreaking stories about players who had advantages when they were 20 years old, and now they're 30, 40, or 50, and somebody goes and does a story about the hard times they've fallen into. And at every school, there's these inspiring stories about somebody who, when they were 20, have advantages, and they leveraged them, and now they're 40, 50, whatever, and they're leading a great life. These kids, they come into college, they're thinking about playing in the NFL. Of course. And they're not thinking about, to a large degree, the college. You, you'll hear coaches, oh, he's going to be a doctor when he's done. How many of them are actually doctors? Majerus used to say that about, like, nine guys. None of them became doctors. Could have. But, <laughs> you know, after a decade in the NBA, medical school just didn't look that appealing. Right, right. <laughs> it didn't. Right. The one I remember, and he probably did say it about a bunch of guys, you can probably name them, but I think we all remember Doliak. Yeah. Doliak was going to do it. Oh, well, he was in the NBA for a decade. Right. $10 million in the bank. I'll buy a hospital. <laughs> I know. Hey, got an idea. You can work like 36 straight hours and not sleep. Yeah. And that, that's the way it's going to be. And if you can get that, I don't see where it's really changed. It's just now it's more of it. It's excess. And you, the fan, you, the one with the family money, you've got to pony up more to have your team win. Yeah. And we'll get her done. But there's always going to be somebody doing that. True. 100%. Yeah. Dillingham, in this interview, they, they do a Newsmakers Week and, and, and get a load of this. They actually have coaches from the various teams come in studio. What? Athletic directors. Yeah. Not, well, I'll see it, and six months later, they can squeeze out maybe a minute and a half. They actually come Last in, question. Yeah, and uh, do that. And so he went on to say that their NILs, and he's been there, uh, what, uh, 18 months or so, basically, a little less than that. Uh, and he said it's just dramatically different from when he first got there, which meant that— Any hint he, on numbers, how dramatic is dramatic? Nobody wants to reveal numbers. I mean, in the millions. And before it was peanuts. Mm -hmm. uh, so they, what he's done then, he's gone out and he's politicianed, glad-headed. Fundraise, yeah. fundraise, fundraise. He's, and he's a local guy who has a, a sense of uh, charisma and... Sense of humor, as we just heard. Yeah, and he's going to be there. He's said a thousand, who knows, maybe he won't be. But he said that this is his dream job, blah, blah, blah. So people have bought into his message and therefore, they've ponied up some cash. 
So I, mean, I don't think they're going to be, uh, you know, running around uh, being Alabama or Ohio State anytime soon, if ever. But maybe they can find ways to, you know, maybe get consistently eight, nine wins. and Then they'll give, go back and ask people give, for more money and then see a, if they can build off of that. I don't, I don't ever see it. But you give people a sense of false hope that you really are a contender when you're not. We kind of have that here in our community. But if you're six and one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're. A lot Before of people you think, get to nine and three, I've had some friends think, "Yeah, we're, we're right there with these national powers," and I just, "Oh yeah, sure, yeah." I, <laughs> I just yes them to death because that's what they want to believe. I'm, 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 I, I don't see it. I don't. I don't think it's it may happen occasionally, but I don't think it's going to be consistent. But it's not a bad spot to be in, and so you're selling us some form of false, false hope. And maybe sometimes you can get in there and it'd be a lot of fun, blah blah blah, and you feel all proud and it's fun for you. I, I understand that. Uh, it's going to be up to the community then. The community, and it's largely the folks that have money families. It's not guys like you and me that, I mean, I'm not going to give anything, and they're on their own. I'll cheer for them, but they ain't getting a dime of my money. <laughs> I work too hard for it, and I don't have enough of it. Uh, nor does it, nor do the games matter enough to you. They don't. No. But there's a tier where it's that level of giving, and there's a second tier, which is also important, not as important because there aren't as many commons involved, but we see... And, and I'm sure you know them, and I was just talking last week to a Ute fan who was like, man, they upped the season tickets again. And especially because it went from seven games to six, the cost per game is way up, even though the total check is just only a little bit. And I just looked at him and said, well, what do you think Ohio State's doing? And what do you think Penn State's doing? And you wanted to beat Ohio State and Penn State in the Rose Bowl, and you didn't. And what do you think it takes to beat Ohio State and Penn State in the Rose Bowl? And the guy was just like, yeah. And I said, well, are you going to write it? And it's, you know, you've got the you've got the immediate family, but then they've got extended family and friends going. And I'm like, what are all those people doing? Because if you add up all that money, it starts to be a little bit of money. I said, but you're not in the group that's writing the biggest checks, where you just sit down and write a check for ten grand, write a check for twenty five grand, write a check for fifty grand. You're you're not in that group. But the reason they're raising the ticket prices on. However many how many season ticket holders do they have? I don't know what the expanded stadium, 30, 35, whatever it is. I mean, they've got some stick tickets um, for the students and that. But what, however many season ticket holders they have, you know, you multiply that number, that's some, that's some real cash. But look at what these players are getting. And look what you got to pay these coaches or you lose them. Yeah. So, and, and he just kind of shrugged. I mm-hmm, like writing a bigger check, but it's the way it is. Saban with his spiel on... <clears throat> Nobody's talking about education. Hmm. Were they ever talking about education? It's up to the individual. He or she wants an education, go get it. If you don't, don't. I don't think it should be up to the coaches. And the, and the, I know they like to tout their, puff out their chest and they send out X amount on the honor roll. Aren't, we're doing things the right way. Yeah, okay, well, that's great, but you better be winning. Because if you're doing things the right way and you're losing, nobody cares. That's an old story, yeah. and it's still true today. It's all, it's all about winning. They use the academics as a facade that uh, we're wholesome, we're American, we're apple pie, we're mom, we're Chevrolet. It's, it's all a bunch of smoke screens. They and chan- then we got Devon Vele coming on they and saying- They uh, to the easiest class. I couldn't take what I wanted to take. Engineering. He wanted he won, yeah. he won engineering. He's got- right. He laid it out, and I think the podcasts are still available. You can go listen. He laid out his goals, his dreams, his hopes- 
construction company, maybe something along those lines. And then if he plays he 15 an years in the NBA, he's going to screw that. <laughs> still in the NFL. He's not going <laughs> to the NBA. NBA. I mean, yeah. well, he could. He's tall. <laughs> he's tall. He's got hops. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, if he plays in the NFL. But the classes didn't line up, so right. he's got to go back in and do that after he changes the NFL dream. Right. And we've so heard they all challenge that. to the easiest classes, the easiest majors, the most convenient classes, the most convenient majors. Nothing gets in the way of football. That's why you're here. And occasionally, well, I didn't come here to play school, coach. Yeah. Which Ohio but, State quarterback said that? Uh, I know it's an Ohio State quarterback. Jones, Cardale. Cardale Jones, yeah. yeah. I didn't come here to play school. Yeah. And, but I'm fine with that. I've already known it's a joke. It's up to the individual. If he or she wants the education, go get it. It's available to you. Go ahead. Do it. And some do. But it's up to them. The point I'm making, it's not up to the coaches. It's up to you and your support group to get that. And you can go all the way. You can get a doctorate if that's what you're interested in. But these these two factions, they sort of run parallel to each other. And it's up to the individual to make them intersect. Education, the sport. Yeah. And well, if you want it to intersect, that, it can. Well, especially the whole grad transfer. And I, I saw an interview, uh, Darius Brown up at Utah State. I think it's on his third school. And I, it's at least his fifth year, but it actually might be his sixth. I think he's a, uh, got the COVID year going. But either way, he's getting his master's. Good for him. Yeah. He's like, why not? I'm here. So, Jason, Yeah, even the, the grad Dan. transfer was meant in case they didn't have your major mm-hmm. and you still had academic eligibility. Well, the door's still there if you want to walk through it. Most people just use it to go to another school, get more playing time, whatever, win more. But you can go get a graduate degree. Nobody's stopping you. It's whatever the fans tolerate. And as long as you're winning, the fans will tolerate just about anything. Because that's their biggest form of entertainment in the fall. And it will continue. So no one's talking about education? Do the fans really care? If you're in some who-gives-a-crap major? If you're a great player? No. If you're winning? No, they're going to build statues for you. They're going to name fields and stadiums after you. I think fans come come in a couple flavors. There's the part of the fan base that is just don't do anything embarrassing. (laughs) And then there's the part of the fan base that if something that is done that is embarrassing and is reported on, then they go after the person who reports the fact that embarrassing things were done. Oh, I've had that. Yeah. And you've come in here with different things. You you love going into the comments section. When Ohio State was in trouble in the Urban Meyer era and you were reading the, the comments... Every time somebody was attacking the reporter, you'd click on it, and it was a Buckeye grad. It was oh, someone yeah, who yeah. lived in some town in Ohio. Right. They, they lived in Columbus. They lived in Canton. They lived in Dayton. They lived in Toledo. Yeah, my favorite was in November and December to look at people from the U of A who just loved fish. And then in January and February, they've hated him big time. Because <laughs> he left you for more money and more prestige. And so now he's a bum, and he's a he's a hypocrite, and he doesn't mean anything he says. But six weeks earlier, man, he meant everything he said. He's, hmm. And Saban talks about how what you have now isn't name, image, and likeness. 
A collective has nothing to do with name, image, and likeness. So it's misnamed. I mean, what is name? That just a and, and it's a it's a clever acronym. N I L. So well, it's N I L morphed into pay to play pretty quickly. Yeah. That didn't take long. So just go in that direction. And they will. They're going to end up being employees. They've been employees for a long time. They just haven't called them like that and compensated them like that. But if you're if you're told to be somewhere to do a specific task at a specific time, over and over, hour by hour, multiple days out of the week, five, six, and then you're compensated in some way, which originally was a scholarship, and now is this name, image, and likeness stuff, you're an employee. You show up at a certain time, you do a certain thing, and you get a certain amount of money. Yeah, most of us call that work. And do the fans really care if rosters change yearly as long as you win? Ah, a little. I hesitate to put a number on it. 10%. I think people do like that. That's my guy. I know my guy. I think the coming and going makes it really transactional. But if you're winning, if you're going to the playoff, if you're going to the Rose Bowl, if you're going to the Sweet 16 or the Final Four, you'll adapt. I think on the whole, they do prefer to know, and they like that. But yeah, I don't think so. But just win, baby. You're going your generation. Because yes, that's what you the, grew up the with. Fan, and the fan I, who I heard who actually told me this last week, you're right, is my generation. Right. Because that's he's what young, he or she was. He's younger than me, but yeah. The point is. 10 years. Same. Yeah, it's close That's enough. what they grew up with. Right. The Doliaks, the Van Horns, Millers. Yes. They stayed there for four years. They were Utes through and yep. through. They knew them and they knew the stories. Yeah. And this, and this guy liked it. Yeah, there's been like no that. story that's been shown or broadcast or written about more than Andre Miller. Right, I mean, me working for the Watchdog, I'm literally in his living room in Compton. Well, this Davion Smith is it? I don't even know where he's from. Nope. Is it? But he's a good player, and he's helped you win. So who cares? <laughs> <laughs> they still would prefer to know. No, I just you know, know I don't think so. Oh, I yes. think you're going your your age group. Right, but that's the age group who's buying season tickets. Yeah, or but that's donations. right now. Yeah. So the the twenty five year old in fifteen years and in twenty years, that's what they will grow up with, and so they're not going to care. Is the team winning? Who that who'd you get off matter. the transfer portal this year? And if you got somebody to come in and he's only a one and done, and he's great, and he gets you to the whatever, who cares? You're just going. That's the group now, but that group is going to die. We're going to die. Yeah, but we're doing the show for that group today, right? But not tomorrow, metaphorically speaking. <laughs> okay, metaphorically speaking. Yeah, and that's what they're going to It's what you grew up with and what is charming and romantic to you. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all going to change. If Mark Pope brings in three brothers who get them to the Elite Eight next year Woo-hoo. in the Big 12, who cares? Woo-hoo. But is that good for the industry? You're right. For the eight teams that make the Elite Eight, that works. But yes. But there's 300 plus teams. The, but there's only every year. There's only going to be eight teams that make the Elite mm-hmm. Eight, no matter what the industry looks but like. But there's still 50 or 100 teams who want to pack pretty good sized arenas. And, and give them hope, and they do. They had 17,000 there the other night against Baylor. Oh, that's because they're going to the Elite Eight, PK. Well, there's hope that they possibly can. Yeah. yeah. And because and it, and it was the the star of the game is is Khalifa two years and he won and done. 
He's got at least two. Well, now he's going to be a lottery pick well, the way he's well, playing. Are you kidding me? And he's Let's see how to... the NIL goes offers go in the offseason here. <laughs> yeah, who's to say he stays? I know. He's also popping up on NBA draft boards. Exactly, man. If you ever got into shape, look out. Katie barred the door. Had to bar the door to the kitchen, but you know. And so away they go. But if he only had one year, what difference did it make two years, or Saturday, or Tuesday night, I should say? If, he, if this was it, if he only played this year, he was the star of the show Tuesday night. People were going nuts. Yep. He threw and gra- it's a great story, an Egyptian. He threw uh, great passes. Of a different he, faith. He hit big shots, but yeah. see, that's where people start to know the story. People, you like stories. It's why you read Obits to Me Aloud. But the people story can get out like a lot stories. quicker now. Uh, you were on vacation, it can, it but he committed, and the next week he was on our show. And I asked him all these questions about his story. I didn't care what he can do bouncing a ball. I just thought I was fascinated by the story. story. And the story gets out. And now they've got in-house stuff so they can do it themselves. They can. They all do. Some of them do. I mean, there's still people you don't know their story because nobody in the house told the story. Uh, Because they're not good enough players to have their story told. Uh, Davon Smith is a good enough story, and you just said you didn't know his story. That doesn't mean they haven't put the story out there just because I don't know it. There's plenty of people who do know it. I'm not interested in it. <laughs> you are too interested in it. Not that much to go. I'm sure there's been stuff about his background and where he's come from and how he got here and how he had to wait. And then and midway through the season, somebody decided that you could be immediately eligible if you were a multi-transfer, and away he goes. So I'm sure there's people. I'm sure there's U of U fans who know his story. I don't care to know his story. I like watching the kid play. He he's six feet tall, but he plays way bigger than he is. That's all I care about. DJ PK, it's 97.5 The Zone. We're talking Utah Jazz with Mike Smith, jazz analyst on the TV broadcast. He's going to be here at 9 o'clock as the Jazz return to action. 26 games to go. What do you want to see from the Jazz the rest of the way? We will get to that coming up. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 The Zone. Ladies and gentlemen.